Hello and uh, welcome to this, the latest edition of the uh, Kingston podcast. Uh, my name is Kevin Davis. I'm a councillor in the council at Kingston. I'm the leader of the Conservative group. So this is a, a weekly roundup that we try to do, sometimes fortnightly, depending on how much news there is around. Think about things that have happened in the borough, the politics of the borough, what's happening in the council, what's happening to residents around the area. So this week we're going to be discussing a whole range of things. We'll have a news update, but we've also got Councillor Ian George, who's a councillor for Coombe Hill. He's joining us to have a discussion about some of the things that are going on at the minute, some of the committees that have met. We're discussing Tolworth and what's going to happen there with the Tolworth plan. We're also going to have a look at uh, some of the committee stuff that's gone on this week around crossovers. Not the most riveting of subjects for anybody, but it's quite an important one if you want to build a driveway and uh, on your front garden, then you need to have a crossover. So it's quite an important for quite a lot of residents. So just a flavour of what we're going to be talking about today. Um, so let's get on with it and let's get Ian involved in the conversation. So welcome Ian. Let's, uh, let's start by talking about Tolworth, which is one of your old uh, haunts, shall we say, yeah. where you were a councillor up until uh, May of last year. So you'll recall, of course, that there was a very controversial scheme for Tolworth Tower. Um, this is this huge, great building. It's probably the tallest in Kingston. Um, and uh, the developer wanted to come in, refurbish it, put the offices back, put some uh, service departments and also some residential in there, and then build some other towers, declining towers right next to it. That was quite controversial at the time. And I know you, Ian, led a campaign against it because it was thought to be overdevelopment and putting too much pressure on services. So what's happened now is that that seems to have dissipated because they've never finished the planning process. And somebody new has come in and said, well, we're not going to do any of that. All we're going to do is just turn the tower over to uh, residential. So it'd be 100% residential. And I suppose the worry is that they're going to just walk away then and we get none of the benefits. We just get a lot of people living there, but none of the actual other benefits that were going to come with the neighbourhood. I mean, what do you think should happen to Tolworth? There's this whole Tolworth area plan as well that's not been decided on, which has got to come back to committee and was quite controversial. What's your view, Ian, about Tolworth and what we do about Tolworth? Well, I think um, that the, the latest plans, which are basically just put housing into the building that's already there, I suppose on the face of it don't sound too bad and that we need more housing and, um, you know, they're not building anything gigantic next to the current tower. However, I think what local people have always been worried about is all the parking problems that's going to cause. Mm, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It, un unlike you know a, a new development where um, you put parking in, this won't have any parking, and there aren't any restrictions around there um, to to prevent people from parking. So it's going to. It's going to cause mayhem, quite frankly. I think the other thing is, I mean, uh, uh, traffic generally around there is going to be a problem. And um, the, the difficulty for this particular scheme, in my view, is that it's not going to necessarily support the regeneration of the area. It's literally just taking an existing building, recladding it and sticking people in there. So there won't be any more office there, which is something which was always wanted to be preserved. Yeah. It, it can't be all office, but it could be a, a sort of office. And with, then with the Toby Jug on the other side, it's just all becoming a bit piecemeal. And I think it just needs something like a Tolworth area plan to just say, actually, we've got to be radical here and think really, what do we do about the A3? Because the A3 is the problem, isn't it? In reality? Yeah, I mean, it, it sort of cuts 
cuts right through the middle of it, you know, with the Sunway estate and everything on the other, on the other side, which is a real shame. Um, I don't know, I, I, I can't see that, uh, I mean, at the moment, we don't, don't know what's going to happen to me, so it's... It's a, just a closed area. Really. Yeah, the with it. I mean, it's a shame because it's been hanging over Tolworth residents for a long time and uh, it'd be nice to get something sorted. Um, that's going to make an, a you know a good addition to the place. It would be nice to get something built somewhere, wouldn't it? Really, something nice and well yeah. thought through. Yeah, because, well, yeah. maybe. I mean, I'm not a great fan of that tower, but I suppose if you have to have a tower, it may as well be the one that's there. Before <laughs> we knock it down and do something different with it. <laughs> um, tell me about crossovers now. I know, you're going to sigh. This is about uh, crossovers from the road to people's um, driveways. And the council's actually been reviewing this. And I, I know at the minute you could just turn off and say, I don't want to listen to any conversation about crossovers. <laughs> but it is quite interesting, actually, because, of course, the whole issue in Kingston is the fact that we've got more and more people living here. The roads aren't getting any bigger. Most houses have now got two cars. Um, and quite possibly if there's kids living at home, which there probably are because they can't afford to go else, elsewhere, three, four, five cars maybe, who knows how many cars there are. And this is all in roads which never really had cars and maybe had one part out of the house, but then had gardens in the front of their houses. And over the years, we've kind of just kept chipping away and laying more concrete across front gardens. Um, reputedly, I mean, I'm not really sure I know enough about this, but reputedly upsetting the whole drainage systems that existed around gardens and other areas and then on top of that um, we just got CPZs that are coming in to restrict parking and I'm just wondering what the hell you do about parking in some of our narrow streets is there an answer I mean I don't know that there is at the minute and I'm trying to struggle with do we really want more crossovers because unless a crossover creates two parking spaces off the road then what's the point of removing a parking space on the road to create one in somebody's front garden? I'm just, you know. Yeah. I think, unfortunately, this has been going on for so long and, and we're, we're at the stage now where, quite frankly, if you let one person do it, then it's unfair not to let someone else do it, the next door neighbour. Um, I think that, that, that's where we are at the moment and that's, it is piecemeal, as you say. Frustrating though, isn't it? Mm. And um, the, one of the added complications is going to be that the Lib Dems in their current budget are suggesting they're going to start placing in admissions-based charging for... Um, on, on, uh, on missions and not admissions. Not admissions, emissions, sorry, <laughs> emissions. Yeah, that's it. And of course, I, one of the great fears of this is that, I, you know, I'm not sure local councils have really got the bandwidth to deal with this type of problem. This seems to be a national issue about cars and emissions and not something a council will be trying to do through some extra taxation on people that live there. It's, I mean, what's your view? I mean, really Well, I, I can understand why it's thought to do something, because it is a problem, but unfortunately it's going to hit the poorest, yeah, like true. all these things, you know, people that can't afford brand new cars um, are, are going to be ones that are going to be fined. And mm. uh, I don't think that's fair. Well, I mean, it's just not let's right. be honest, electric vehicles and hybrids are so bloody expensive at the moment, aren't they? I mean, they're not going to come down in price dramatically enough for, to, for there to be a second-hand market in, not in the three or four future. years' time. No. I mean, it's just not going to happen. We don't know the detail of that yet. All we do know um, is, is a massive amount of money they're looking to find to charge people for this parking. Mm. I mean, it's about half a million pounds a year additional revenue. Yeah. Whereas if you only applied... Um, inflation to the charges we currently have, it would be about seventeen thousand pounds. So 
this is going to be a, a big issue. Yeah, unfortunately, reading the budget, it does look like a money-making making scheme, um, pure and simple. Um, well, that is a different issue in know. a sense. I mean, you're not, as a council, supposed to make money out of charging mm. people for parking, but... Uh, if, as soon as you put it in a budget, it looks like a money-making yeah, scheme. It's indeed. no longer about safety or anything like you, you might think it is about, which is, I suppose, a bit of a problem for it. Um, going back to a discussion around some of the neighbourhoods, I was, I was intrigued to see that the south of the borough neighbourhood is now going to hold um, a community forum on blue light services in that area. I, thought, I think this is remarkably interesting because this is something, in my view, neighbourhoods ought to be doing and they don't really do enough of and we try to make them do it and interestingly enough it's south of borough is not always the most positive about these sort of things but it seems they're back it seems <laughs> that meetings that aren't formal meetings are back within neighborhoods and uh, there's going to be five of them a year or something of that order hmm. that's what i'm told good or bad if they're done right they're good aren't they i mean it's it's, it's pointless having meetings for the hell of it but um if they um can actually come up with uh Good ideas and plans to to help. I suppose the, the traffic around there is bad, so it's it's you know it's a good idea to look into it. But as long as it's not just window dressing and uh, talking for the sake of it, um, yeah, we'll see. Well, w- councillors like talking for the sake of it, I'm afraid, and so there might be quite a lot of that going on if you're not careful. <laughs> so um, this week we've also had a, a spate of meetings, strategic committee meetings. Um, the first of those was one that you and I are, are on, actually, in which community engagement is the uh, yeah. subject of the meeting. What is all that about? I mean, I, I, I've been to, I don't know how many of these meetings now, and I still can't quite work out what we're supposed to be doing. No, it's, it's, it's a, the idea is, it's, it's, it sounds like a nice idea, but it's not working at the moment. Um, we're sitting at these meetings about consultation, but they've also been discussed at other other committees as well, um, and nothing seems to be coming out of them. Um, no yeah, changes. Yeah, it, it doesn't. I mean, nothing's happening. I mean, I I had I had kind of assumed that big consultations, which there are quite a few, and the the Lib Dems have pledged to hold an annual um, questionnaire for residents mm. and I would have thought we'd have seen that by now coming to that committee but other big things like the big changes to special needs education there's a consultation that's just did finished on that or even the consultation that's going to happen around estate region I would have thought those were things that this committee would have been handling on behalf of the other committees that are having to do implement the schemes yeah, yeah. and it just doesn't seem to be about any of that I don't know why maybe there's a bit of internal pitch battles going on with people not wanting to surrender their No idea. I mean, you know, travel, travel is, you know, it was a nice idea, but we're, you know, almost at budget time, almost a year into the Lib Dems sort of new wonderful plans on, on consultation. And I can't see anything changed or, or got better, really. Um, yeah. And uh, they also had a presentation that evening, didn't they, after the meeting too? Um, yeah, which wasn't really well... You know, it wasn't well advertised, and so so not many people were there to consult. Um, and it was it's consultation on how they're going to consult, um, but they, they didn't consult very well on it. Um, yeah, it's a struggle at the moment. Hopefully, things will get better. I'm sure. Um, the other thing uh, we had this week was um, on Thursday night was a children's and adults education committee. Uh, what What's really interesting is that the agendas we're getting are usually quite thin. There's not really much yeah. going on that needs a decision. 
Um, but this was a uh, meet, quite important meeting, really, that was going to look at the responses from the consultation around SCND. Um, and there's a number of issues that are arising SCND, out of that. SCND. Oh, we'll yeah, explain. Special that's... Education Needs and Disability. It's, it's how we fund the children that um, can't really be in mainstream school. So it's quite a contentious, quite a, quite a difficult and very personal issue that you're trying to deal with. And it seems that um, there's got to be this new plan about how we transform services, partly because we did badly in an Ofsted in the, in the autumn, but equally because coming up is a budget which is going out of control very quickly. So they're trying to tackle two things, is reduce expenditure and make the services better, which in any situation is going to be quite complex. I have to be honest, I don't have any faith in the plan as it currently stands, the transformation plans. It doesn't seem to add up financially, particularly as it's predicated on taking £5 million out of schools, which the schools apparently are going to voluntarily give up to them, which I think is just, you know, mm. just optimistic is one way of putting it. There's also an issue about, and this comes back to that consultation issue we just touched on, the actual consultation itself, which is just, you know, these are very much, I would have said, what, 3,500, 4,000 uh, children, so families, this touches, um, and we run a consultation and less than 100 respond, and this is the most yeah. vociferous, you know, noisy group of parents you could ever possibly imagine. When it's involving people who've got so much invested yeah. in this with their, their children's future, um, I think there was a real red light when we saw the outcome of, of, of it. And, and looking further into it, I think there's, I think we've got some real misgivings. Something's clearly gone wrong, yeah. and I do know that uh, there's hope of a call-in from the community, community calling on this, which is needs 100 signatures, to try and actually call this in so we can have a better look at it. I mean, some of it's budgetary, it'll end up at Budget Council, we'll end up discussing it. You know, this isn't, Budget Council is not necessarily the best place to go through this sort of detailed not at all, no. Report, but that's apparently what will happen. Um, but I would hope that the uh, Lib Dem administration would want this to go to another meeting somewhere where we can be looked at properly. But we'll have to see what. Uh, well, if, if their consultation credentials mean anything, I'm sure they will. <laughs> well, I'm sure they will. They, they want to be open and transparent, then actually fronting up things when they go wrong is as important as taking the credit when they go right, isn't it? So let's just touch up on a bit of news that's been going around uh, within the borough in the last week. So there's quite a few events that have happened, quite a couple of them are pub related actually. There's been a lot of scare stories going around about the Royal Oak, which is in um, uh, New Malden in Coombe. Uh, stories about it being bought out, which apparently it has been bought out, the brewer sold it. But then of course there was the inevitable, it's going to get turned into housing, etc. Um, I gather that the landlord, the new landlord, has been very clear that that's not going to happen, that they're going to do the place up, turn it into some slightly better looking pub with some good food. So okay, it could be, be could be positive then, couldn't it? Well, it could be. You never know. I yeah, suppose I it so. just depends if somebody doesn't come along with a checkbook and offering too much. But anyway, yeah. that's another story. The other one was the Worcester Park Tavern, which, mm. um, oh God, I remember the Worcester Park Tavern when I was a kid. Um, not that I drank in there, by the way, under 18. It wasn't me. Um, but anyway, that burnt down. Uh, it's been empty and derelict for five or six years, I suppose. Um, and it burnt down and I'm told by the owners of the site that they intend to turn it into a hotel and the application for that is due to come in if it's not already in this week it'll be in next week um, weird coincidence That's, say no more yeah, than that very soon isn't it yeah um, okay. but uh, 
there wasn't really much chance that you were going to mm. save that building anyway. And uh, I gather it might have to be demolished now because it's unsafe. So. Yeah, it wasn't the prettiest, actually. No. But, uh, what type of hotel do we know? Or? It's going to be um, an Ibis, I gather. Oh, right. Okay. So it will have 160 bedrooms, I think, parking. Okay. And there'll also be uh, a restaurant and a bar. I guess the only major concern around that area is going to be traffic. Yeah. Because yeah. it's quite a difficult junction right by the Worcester Park Station, but we'll have to see what happens. Not the obvious place for a hotel like that, but well, um, but they seem to be popping up everywhere, so there must be a um, I think it's the train it. station, probably, that's yeah, the key thing. I suppose so. You know, if you're a businessman and don't want to drive yeah. away to London, or you're yeah. a tourist, it might be quite a good location, so I imagine that's really what's attracting them okay. more than anything else. Um, Surrey County Council. So we're putting up, uh, the Lib Dems here are putting up council tax by 4.99%. Uh, the Conservatives in Surrey, who historically and certainly publicly have had real budgetary difficulties unlike here um, are going to put it up by 2.99% so I don't know what that tells you <laughs> apart from I think we just leave that there yeah, apart from I might get more people demanding they move to Surrey when they live in Kingston and change the name from away from London so that's good uh, the hospital has also had some good news this week in, insofar as the maternity unit um, the Care Quality Commission, which does all the inspections around health services and care homes, has judged Kingston Hospitals and Eternity the best in South West London. Yeah, so we reported. It's yeah. nice to have some positive news. It is, yeah, particularly as that ho- that hospital even itself recently was uh, rated outstanding for its services. Mm. So it's really good uh, news to hear about that. Let's just have a quick look forward to next week um, because we've got three key meetings next week at the council and then the week after is half term and then we're instantly into... Budget Council. So the first next week is, um, what is it? Uh, Environment Sustainable Transport Committee. Mm. Um, All of these committees are going to have the budget as part of it. um, And I can't say there's anything too exciting on the East agenda, unless you've seen something. No, no. no. Uh, The only thing it would be worthwhile having a look at is that they do annually produce a list of the roads that are going to get some resurfacing treatment over the next 12 months hmm. so it's worth having a look in there yeah um, does gritting come into that at all because I, I, I I'm a bit concerned about the cut cutting uh, gritting services that uh, which in the budget yeah 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 I don't know we don't know the detail of that yet they say it's to bring it into line with the highway code or something rather yeah it sounds like they're trying to do the minimum possible well, um, which is a concerning I think especially when now we've got all these new fancy cycle lanes um, which presumably aren't going to be gritted if they're cutting it well I'm not even sure the new ones are at the moment anyway because quite a lot of the the keen cyclists I hear from say that they're pretty sure they're not yeah but I I think in in the past you've you've cycled either along by by the road um, they get gritted as part of the road of course yeah or if they're right next to the road but now they're very segregated seg- segregated and sometimes with cars between them so yeah. you know it's almost impossible um, but other councils do do it and they sometimes have to have different types of uh, grit or brine um, you know and I, I think we have to ask some questions about that because I think that's you know if, if you're actually decreasing the safety um, then I think you know it's something we need to be talking about. This is often the problem with these council budgets. It's true of this one. Is that there's quite a lot of things that are in the budget. It's a bit like we we're talking about CPZs earlier. Mm. You know, is it idea of introducing new emission charges on based on your car? Well, until you actually see the scheme, it's difficult to know whether it's going to work. 
And it's a bit like this with this gritting saving. So you've put the saving in the budget, but you don't actually know whether what you're going to come up with as an idea is going to produce a saving. So it's all a bit just kind of the wrong way around. Let's put it that way. I was going to yeah. say something more rude, but I won't do that. Um, the next one is adults and children's, which if you thought if adults and children's only met yesterday and they had enough of that, then they're coming back next week for another meeting. Um, and bizarrely, they're discussing special needs children's transport policy, which is odd considering this week they were discussing special needs tra special needs policy more generally about how you care for the child. I'd thought they're the same thing, and I think they should have done the consultation at the same time. This is ridiculous. I mean, yeah, no wonder people give up responding to consultations if you get you know two or three come along at the same time Indeed. like that. Yeah, you know, it's just completely if you know about them. <laughs> well, let's just hope they don't do it over half term. Yeah, that is the week after. So I don't think there's anything particular else on adults and children's for next week, um, unless you spotted anything. Mm, no. Nope. And then on Thursday, there is finance and contracts. Now, this is a sort of mop-up committee uh, prior to Budget Council, which then happens 10 days later. So Budget Council is where we all get in a room and we decide how much the council is going to spend and what level of council tax is going to be. So the council tax proposal from the Lib Dems is 4.99, which I think it's fair to say we're not happy with. Um, we don't believe putting up council tax is necessarily the right thing. And again, it's a bit like the CBZs. It actually, it's the poorer people in the borough who pay more, mm. generally speaking, because of this type of thing. I mean, if it goes up 5% for a lot of the more wealthy people, it's probably not a great impact. But for some of the poorest people who live in the borough, it's a quite a hard thing, particularly the elderly. So we're going to lo be looking at ways we can mitigate that tax over the next, um, next 10 days. 10 days, two weeks, and then uh, make our proposals at Budget Council. So that's it uh, for another week. My thanks to Councillor Ian George for joining us. Um, we'll be back in about two weeks' time with another podcast, catching up on where we are. And it'll be about the time of the Budget Council when council tax is officially set by the council. In the meantime, if you want to contact us, ask us any questions, you can always get me on... Uh, Kevin at Kevin Davis, that's D A V I S dot org dot UK. You can find out more news at kingstonconservatives.com um, or you can telephone us on 0208 547 which goes through to the Council Conservative Group Office where you can contact us there. So good to hear from you now and uh, let's hope to hear from you in the future and we'll see you very soon.